0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller & Condon on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending at least some of your morning here uh, with Trent and I. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this on a Monday. We will start towards the bottom of the hour with our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. We will take a look at the Penn State game with Doc take a look forward to the Nebraska game with Doc a little hoops sprinkled in as after all they start on Wednesday uh, certainly a lot of anticipation there so a lot of ground to cover with Scott Dockerman Trent and I will do so at 10:30. Nick Athen covers the Chiefs for talk.com uh, he's at Chiefs Insider on Twitter. We'll uh, take a look back to a pretty good football game last night. Uh, The Chiefs and the Raiders uh, thought for the longest time that the Raiders were going to pull that bad boy out. They didn't. They covered, but they didn't win as Patrick Mahomes had too much time left on the clock and you knew what was going to happen. At least you certainly felt that it was headed in that direction. And it did. At 11.05, Trent Bama and I will go around college football. Bama Bob at 11.05, and then Dave Sprout covers Iowa State. He will listen in on Matt Campbell's teleconference and uh, give us any nuggets that may come out of it, and we'll take a look back at just a resounding win uh, as they exercised a demon in a big, big way. 11 out of 12 for K-State in that series. Not so much. They got pasted 45 to zip uh, as Iowa State
2: really laid it to them. Trent Condon? Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. A fun weekend of football. I and Iowa State with big victories. Bears didn't play so I didn't have to get upset <laughs> watching them. Uh huh. It was all in all a pretty good weekend and uh, and away we go on Thanksgiving weekend. What your favorite holiday is that right? It is my favorite holiday yeah without
0: a doubt. I just love the way you guys do it. It's <laughs> such a sense of well in most years uh, not this year yeah. uh, the family and stuff and everything about it. Uh, to, when I grew up it was another day, mm-hmm. July the first our July the fourth was another day. It's one of the reasons that I love this country so much—just the uh, the sense of patriotism that uh, that you've had. And this is certainly um, on full display most of most Thanksgivings. But uh, yeah, made my plans for Thanksgiving. Jay Meg's going to do the cooking. Oh, nice! Yeah, That's yeah, a good place. Absolutely. You know, I was I was trying to find place in Central Iowa, and, and there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. but some of them just through the roof with the prices for Cindy and I. It's just the two of us and.
2: Don't need a ton of leftovers
0: no, is what you're saying. No, I'm going to eat on, on Thursday, and that'll be it. So, yeah, G Gmigs is very reasonable. I th- Look, if you don't have plans, um, we, we don't endorse them, but we've certainly been there a number of times. Yes. And, uh, they do a nice job. Today's the deadline, I guess, is oh, where okay. I want to go. I think it's gmigs.com is the website if you don't have plans. And the price is it's 18 bucks. Oh, wow, that's great. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So looking forward to that. But looking forward to talking some football here today. Looking forward to a new item on the show. I don't know. I mean, you had a sense of humor when you came up with uh-huh. the, with the cut of the week, and we'll hear we'll hear uh, every morning on our show a couple of cuts of the week, sponsored by. And here's the kicker: uh, the Urology Center of Iowa Audio Cut. So I'm guessing, yes, uh-huh. yeah,
2: you, you get the cut there. Two and two together. It, yeah. Well, it's it's that time for me, is it? Yeah. Two is the limit. I'm 40 now. Uh-huh. I don't need any more running no, around. No, you don't. No. This is, as I'm going through it with Jack, who's just over a one now, I can't go down this route, yeah. so got to get that cut. The big V. And uh, going to do it with the Urology Center of Iowa. Big thank you to them. Great people over there. One of my friends from high school is actually a doctor there. He will not be performing, though He <laughs> we've, we've conversed about this a little bit. Uh-huh. Just... It's it's a very delicate thing. I remember years ago, Andy Fields had it done on the air. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be going that direction. Good. I don't think you want that either. Plus, I don't think we could pull that off during a pandemic anyway, but yeah, good point. really easy to do. Dr. Kellerman, Dr. Kenny, and the rest of the group there had a chance to meet a number of them and excited to get this going. Audio cut of the day, but it's the end of the year coming up. Insurance Hit your deductible oh, for the yeah, year. if you've already hit it, that's yes. a great point. Get it done. Get yeah. it on the books before we get to December 31st. Make that call right now and uh, hit up the Urology Center of Iowa. Four hundred three five five zero is where it is. But yeah, every day we'll uh, hit the best audio drop from the night before or the weekend before as it is here on a Monday. We'll talk Iowa and Iowa State and get... A little audio involved here on the show.
0: Well, I don't know which direction you went, so let me guess. You, I know which direction I would have gone in the Penn State game because Davion Nixon, look, <laughs> D.K. Metcalf is maybe the best play I've ever seen. Yes. And yeah. it clearly is the best football play I've seen this year. But what I saw out of a defensive tackle, what was it, 74 yards or, or uh, in the vicinity of that, Trent, the Euro step in the middle uh-huh. of the return, the fact that the big fella... Was putting a little distance between him and his nearest pursuers. He was in front and drawing clear, as I used to say in a previous life. What an unbelievable play out of a big dude! That um, look, Tate the Holloway. Okay, mm-hmm. Dallas Clark down the sideline, pretty cool. Um, you know, fill in the blank, right? Sash making plays, whatever Hawkeye play that you is in the you know the, when you. are Digging deep, trying to come up with some of the plays that you'll never forget. That's on the list. It
2: is on the list. Oh my it, god! Let's hear the TV call and a TV crew. Matt Millen, love the story. Maybe it's not his best. You could tell he's a Penn State grad. Well, he is, and he's yeah. A, yeah. But you know what he did say
0: during the game that I gave him a great deal of respect for. Um, at some point, he called Penn State the worst tackling team he's ever seen. Not and. He grew up in the area. Uh-huh. He played for them, as you just mentioned. Linebacker, you linebacker, you, and is very close to the program and always has been. Um, but you know, he called it like it is: the best, the worst tackling team he's ever
2: seen. So, do you have the? Here is a call from BTN Davion yeah. Nixon and the Eurostep Holmes in the backfield. Here it comes. Second and ten. Clifford headed. Pick- on the run and rumbling ahead, Davion Nixon makes a move. The big fella stretching his legs. <laughs> Davion Nixon to the house, sealing the deal. You would imagine for a jubilant Iowa bunch.
0: Uh, that was a great call. It was an incredible play. Do you know who was on the call? And do you know what he as his, full, his full-time gig is? I knew the voice, but I. Didn't know him. Well, if you're a hockey fan, you might. He's okay. the voice of
2: the Washington Capitals television crew. Joe That's Benetti. probably where I heard it then before. Is it
0: Benetti or Benedetti? Might be, might be Benedetti. Different than Jason Benetti. Yeah, so it's Jason Benetti, Joe Benedetti. Anyways, it was a really good call. Uh, It was a terrific call. It was a good football game. Um, Look, a lot lot of guys deserve credit uh, credit in that game uh, for the Hawks. They played their, you know, what's off. I love the way Sargent ran the ball. He ran the ball uh, with a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, you You know what Millen did throughout the game, too, and he's watching the line of scrimmage, right? He's watching Linderbaum, and it's hard not to be impressed with him. I thought Petrus was good. He was confident. Now he got away with one early in the second quarter. Uh, That that was just an egregious pass that, um, you know, what he saw or what he didn't see makes you wonder, but... um, He's growing. Yes. He grew,
2: at least. I am with you. He did. I still don't see a guy, what we've seen to this point, that is good enough to take them to a next level. Uh Uh-huh. He's missing on the deep throws. He's got the arm. Yeah. But he's not connecting on those, much like Nate Stanley Mm -hmm. struggled with the deep ball, but... He's got some time though. Yeah, yes, he does. <laughs> Stanley never did figure it out. He's, right. he's
0: got some time. Uh, yeah, really good performance going on the road. I Thought Penn State would uh, put up a game, knowing that you know that they were on the cusp of historical ineptitude for that program. Uh, but I had other plans, and Kirk Ferentz wins game number
2: one hundo uh, in the Big Ten. So Levis gets a start. He was okay. He ran the ball okay, but yeah. never took a shot upfield. No, it was very. Dinkin' Duncan, outside of that run drive where they scored the touchdown, the Iowa defense, I, we can talk about loving to have a game back, uh-huh. and I think both the Purdue and Northwestern games are ones well, you'd like Clearly the have. Purdue game. But the Purdue, yeah, they're yeah. a better football team yeah. than Purdue more than anything. But this defense, from what we saw, they couldn't ta- they couldn't stop the run against Purdue, a Purdue team that had one-yard rushing two mm-hmm. weeks ago against Northwestern. Yeah, crazy. And they How about Northwestern, by the way? We'll get into that later. To what they are today, is this an elite defense? Is this one of the better top 15 defenses in the country? Now they've played Michigan the State, Minnesota, and Penn getting, State.
0: I know. The defensive line is is getting— uh, Van Valkenburg has been terrific. Yeah,
2: which I did not anticipate. No. I thought um, he was just a guy.
0: Right. Heflin is coming around. Yes. He's improving. Mm-hmm. Nixon's a star. Yeah. Golson
2: is what he is. He's just been a good, solid Big mm-hmm. Ten player now for three years. You
0: know what? You might be separating this, Trent, and we've talked a lot about it. I love Seth Benson. Mm-hmm. And Jack Campbell plays since he's been got, back past. in the lineup. is terrific. You know who was the star of that trio this weekend? Nick Neyman was out yeah. of his mind.
2: What do you have, 14 tackles in the first half? I, I had 13 13? in my notes, yeah. but you could be right. Yeah, whatever it was, it was a huge number there. He was outstanding. And and Dane Belton, that cash Trent, possession. yes. yes. That dude is everywhere. He yes. can tackle, he can come up, he can support you in the run, yep. and he can make plays in the passing game. He's really good. This defense is playing at a high level. Kerner didn't have an interception in this one, but he's played well. Outside of just a couple of plays here and there, this defense is playing at a really, really high level. Mm-hmm. Running game can go it. You mentioned the offensive line to make that next step to beat Wisconsin. Because they still got to get over that hump at the end of the year. Well, defense can beat Wisconsin, as we saw yes. on Saturday. But you're probably going to need to make two, three plays from Peeters. Two yeah. big, two or three big plays. Mm-hmm. You think he'll be ready at that point? I sure hope. To. I, I it want it to seems like that. he's trending
0: there. Yeah, I want to believe that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, in Ames, Trent, this was an ass kicking of epic proportions. Oh. I mean, they took. Uh, it's it's been a while since they've had. I don't know if it was a perfect game. I think it was out of Brock Purdy.
2: Brock Purdy was terrific in yeah. the football game. And every uh, time it seems like we're starting to call him out. He yeah, comes he's up with one to of these performances. Right. Now,
0: we, we're we still waiting for that. He's going to have to carry his mm-hmm. team to Vic And it might be this Friday, uh, as soon as Fourth, this Fourth quarter
2: comeback type of game.
0: Precisely, Trent, because Texas is going to give them all that they want. But if you've got... Brees Hall in the backfield, and they do. And Brock Purdy playing at the level he is. And Hutchinson has been terrific. Uh, look, th- this was a game that really, uh, Kohler wasn't, yeah, he got a nice touchdown pass, but it wasn't like he was looking for him constantly in the game. Skates had a couple of plays in the football game. Did he push off on the first? Eh, yes. Maybe. But you know what? you see that in every single game? Um, and it wasn't called, so he didn't. <laughs> uh, but Purdy was terrific. The defense. Here's here's my guy on the defense, Trent. No, he's not just my guy. If you watch Iowa State football, you see 23 every single game that he plays. Mike Rose. I don't know where you're going to rank him, um, clone fans. You know, as, as he's come through the program, he might be the best linebacker in the state since Chad Greenway. Wow. I mean, Trent, this guy is at another look. You're not going to have him next year. Mm-hmm. Mike Rose is Mike Rose is is um, is, is propelling himself uh, into a kid who's going to have, I think, a very easy decision when it comes to his future. And AJ Klein's made a lot of money playing linebacker in the NFL. Yes. Um, but but this kid is unbelievable to watch play football. The defensive line is great. The secondary is more than adequate. Asali.
2: Yeah. Tranny, he's short from 45 yards. He's short. There's something mentally that has continued with him.
0: Now he did make all the extra points, which mm-hmm. was good to see because those aren't a given if you're an Iowa State kicker. But I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe he didn't hit it well. I don't think that the, it, it was a win situation. But he's going to have to win a game for you mm-hmm. uh, and, and because like you here said. comes Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? In the championship uh-huh. game on the 19th, because it's certainly trending in that direction. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Beat Texas. Are we though?
2: They're not going 0-2, are they? No. No, 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 and no. And even no. at 1-1, I know tiebreakers still very much could well, play Texas in. Texas
0: got the head-to-head on them.
2: But it wouldn't be just them. Remember, it uh-huh. would more than likely be a multi-team yep. round-robin. because and,
0: got- and Texas has the extra game. Well, they, their game this week was canceled or postponed. So they finish Iowa State at K-State at Kansas. Not exactly daunting. No, it's not. It, it's not. To
2: finish it up for the Longhorns. No.
0: Um, look, take care of business in, in Austin this week. Not going to be easy. 40, mm. 46 is a disruptor. Asagi, or however you say his mm-hmm. name, a Koji, um, just remember 46. Osai. It's Osai. Oh, sigh. yes. Um, he is a hell of a football player. And oh, by the way, number 11 under center or in the shotgun, he's a pr- pretty good player in, so in his own right. So Texas has had, I guess, a week because the Kansas game was postponed relatively early to get ready for this one. So much on the line. So much. Look, we're on Thanksgiving weekend, and Iowa State has as meaningful a game as they've had in their history in front of them on Thanksgiving weekend. Think about that.
2: Nineteen twelve. Of course, they won the Missouri Valley Conference. Do you know what? Their that record... was a trivia question. Do you know what the record yeah, it was, was that it's, year? was
0: crazy. It was like three and zero oh or two four. And oh.
2: Two and zero. Oh. <laughs>
0: two and zero. Oh Drake play. and who else? I know Simpson. They played Simpson.
2: Really? <laughs> Grandview.
0: Yeah, Grandell Trent. I, yeah. They were all Iowa schools, with the exception yeah. of the one to the east. Um, that came up in game day.
2: Oh, did it? I think it was game day. I was watching. Was it game day or was it? Felica had that part of his. Uh, Trivia? I think it was. It was either him or um, during
0: the broadcast of the game. But anyways, uh, look, good for Iowa State, good for Iowa. They both took care of business, did what they needed to. Uh, And and two relatively, I don't want to say boring, because they're fun to watch when they get away. Um, But, you know, you certainly weren't on pins and needles.
2: My notes as I went back and we had the overlaps, so you have to go back and, Uh and watch things, was the guard play. The guard play for Iowa State was as good as I thought. Mm. And two guys that we've heard a lot about, Ramos, right? Mm-hmm. Ramos is a guy yep. that's kind of been heir apparent to one of those tackle spots. Yep. Sean Foster's been around. He's played a lot of games. Newell in the middle. Yep. But Schweiger and Rensburg, both those guys, a couple of different times, they popped in. And, well,
0: Rensburg's playing right tackle, but yeah, yeah. he's good. And,
2: and Simmons has been good. He has. The way that they, on the fly, have adjusted uh-huh. this line. This was not a good offensive line no. back in September. It's a great point you're making. And it's continued to happen... There have been issues early on, and mm-hmm. this is as a whole with but Iowa they're State. they're not great. No. But, but they are... Yes.
0: Serviceable. More right. than serviceable.
2: Schwacker was the guy. Yeah. I I thought this guy, oh boy. <laughs> early on, it looked like it was a stretch. Uh-huh. And uh, I saw Pro Football Focus had him graded out as the best offensive lineman in the game. Did they? Yeah. And pretty wow. far and away, the best offensive lineman overall. So it was pretty significant there, and it's always nice when those uh, those numbers kind of eye with what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. I looked at the pro football focus numbers for the Iowa game and they did not grade Lindenburg very well and I, what? Yeah, I was like what? I, I guess I didn't grade that one the same way that they do cuz that's not the way that I saw that. But when it when it does match up with what you're seeing it feels good. <laughs> then you say, well maybe I got to go back to uh to tape school a little bit and figure things no, out. No,
0: he he was terrific. Uh, look, both both schools were were fantastic. Um Both took the necessary steps towards who knows where it's going to be. I think the Big Ten West is probably gone uh, for the Hawks. Um, Mm -hmm. You You need Northwestern to lose out, basically, right? Yeah, and I can't see that happening. No, I I just can't see that happening. And how about the chip on the shoulder? The slight that they took. I thought Joey Galloway was a pretty good line, actually. I hadn't heard it Mm -hmm. until... Maybe Friday, and by the way, the the call in the Minnesota Purdue game, please. Oh. That that was the worst call I've ever seen in
2: football. Period. Thank you to DraftKings for refunding my bets. They did. They did. You know what? I'm not, I'm against doing that for the most part, but this that's pretty good PR when you're seeing. Yes. I think points bets point bets did too. Yes, are they, they in did. the state? Is that the one down on the Mississippi, down in Lake? I don't know. I thought that they were in the state. And if they're not, Trent, there are so
0: many sports wagering companies Mm -hmm. trying to muscle their way into the state for January 1st because all of the casinos get an extra skin. What does that mean? Well, Prairie Meadows is William Hill, as you know, but they 're also allowed to partner with another company, not in the building it 's not like the one end of the casino's <laughs> going to be william hill's shop, and at the other end 's going to be another. but online in January first online you don 't need to go to the properties anymore. Yep. you can sit on your couch and you can go and sign up online um, beginning on January the first is the last change, but points bets did. Uh, as, as well. So good for them for doing that. Uh, what else from over the weekend? We had some phenomenal games in the Big Ten. Uh, tip of the cap to Indiana for playing Ohio State as tough as they did. I don't know what who, uh, we learned more about. Did we learn more about that Indiana is absolutely ready for uh, these kind of games? Or did we learn more about, OK, maybe Ohio State's got some warts uh, and that might be the way that they're heading as they uh, so the secondary was not good. Here's one of my takeaways, Trent, and I know that, I don't know, because I, I wasn't sitting beside you on Saturday night. My uh-huh. guess is you watch more Rutgers-Michigan <laughs> down the stretch than you certainly would have thought that you would have.
2: You're absolutely right. The Oklahoma-Bedlam game, got was getting out of hand. It really and, was, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it got close for a minute, maybe, in the second half. But it was still 14, and then, of course, the fourth quarter, and Rattler started making plays. Yep. And there wasn't a whole lot. The SEC, I know Mississippi State and Georgia was tight. For a while. I just couldn't get into yeah. that at all. What else was going on in the evening? Of course, the, the uh, you know mentioned Bedlam. Yeah, there just wasn't a whole lot. So it mm-hmm. was. It was Rutgers, Michigan for me. And boy, was I pulling for the Scarlet Knights. Yeah. Well, we brought over... that up on, Saturday, on Friday with Bama. Can Michigan, can Rutgers beat Michigan? Oh, no. It's a hell of a game. It was. And in overtime, they get to OT, the missed field goal for Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then that third down decision just to run the ball back. A couple of yards and put a knee to it. Yeah. For a soccer player. Yeah. Come on. No. Play football. I'm with you. Run it forward. Even if it's a dive play, you can still get it to the middle, but take a couple steps back. I just didn't like that. And of course, got away, Trent. Got
0: away. Let's get Jeff in here. He's been very patient. Uh, We appreciate him holding on. Jeff, welcome to Miller and Condon. What's on your mind this wonderful Monday morning? Guys, good
1: talking to you. Um, Real quick on Iowa State. Here's the deal. Uh, Great win. You guys touched on it. Um, Defense looks good. Um, Running back, Purdy looks great. Hall looks great. That's that's fine. Friday at 11 Mm a.m., and we're going to start it right now, and it's going to continue probably all week. This is the biggest game for Iowa State, and the reason is all the ghosts, all the, well, COVID-2020, with Campbell, this is the game they have to win. Like Trent has said previous weeks, no one's going to remember what happened 20 years ago. If mm-hmm. you can get there, probably play Oklahoma, who's playing really, really, really scary football. Mm-hmm. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But this is a game. I've already read articles. We want Texas. Well, go down in Austin at 11, 11 a.m. and take care of business then. Uh-huh. Um, Iowa, here's the, scary, here's the scary thing, guys. They really could be 5-0. and yeah. Really scary. Um, and you know how fans are. Three weeks ago, people are calling for Brian. They're calling for Kirk. Now they've rattled off three in a row. Should have never they're let probably, Chris
0: Doyle go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're yep. probably they're probably going to be favored probably in every game besides Wisconsin. And now, guys, like you guys have touched on, how good is Wisconsin? Yeah. So, you know, beating Penn State, and I, and I say this to, to my friends, I don't care how bad Penn State is, if you can beat Penn State a la Iowa State beat Oklahoma at the time. Yeah. That's going to be a good win. I don't care if, if Penn State's undefeated. You take care of business on the road, you get it done. On the, my last note, I cannot wait for basketball. Iowa going against Gonzaga, North Carolina coming around the corner. Those, those tilts, guys. Oh, I can't wait. Have a good Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff,
0: Appreciate it. Fingers crossed that they happen Mm -hmm. uh, without a doubt. And I guess North Carolina Central is scheduled to practice today. Yep. So as of now, they're on schedule, I guess, to get here and play the game. Did you say 3 o'clock on Big Ten Network on Wednesday afternoon? 3
2: o'clock. Also, you and I will be playing. That has changed. Yes, they changed the tip time for that. Yes, I think 3.30 our time, I believe that one is. Not right on top. It is, yeah, right on top. But it will not be West Virginia. As the Mountaineers have now pulled out, it'll be really good team from Conference USA. Drake fans might know this team. Western Kentucky Yes, <laughs> will be making their way to South Dakota. So more and more teams are pulling out still. in the building when Ty Rogers hit the shot. There are a ton of good mid-majors or near mid-majors there. Of course, Creighton is there. Wichita is mm. there. Uh, South Dakota State is there. Western Kentucky, you and I. It's turned from what it was when it was the battle for Atlantis. More to... That next year, yes, I know Creighton's in the Big East. I know Wichita's in the American, but they're not part of the Big Five, if you will. Still a really good tournament up there and a huge opportunity for you and I to get some big games in front of them. Also, Drake Uh will be playing against Kansas State on Wednesday. Yeah, they're going down there, correct? Yes. They're part of the MTE. I haven't seen if they have, I'm going to guess, there's more than just the single game scheduled. No, I I think there is because I think there's four teams there. Yes, that sounds right. The way that it's set up. That is a 1 o'clock Tip off on Wednesday ESPNU. Perfect. Great. What an afternoon. Yep, we have one o'clock Drake, Kansas State, three o'clock Iowa, North Carolina Central, three thirty U and I Western Kentucky. So that is the slate for Wednesday. How about that getting ready for Turkey Day? Okay. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I, I'm in. Uh, now, there's nothing Tuesday. That's the only negative thing for this week is there? Are there's no sports on there's Tuesday. There's no action. You've complained nothing.
2: about that, and now I'm on the same side as you. Not a damn thing. Couldn't they just start college basketball a day earlier? Oh, is that asking too much, right? Because um, it is going to be light on Tuesday. Is there tennis? Is there uh, probably something with well, soccer? I know what
0: you're asking. If there's tennis, you're looking for something to bet on well, as much as anything.
2: Back into the swing of things, and i am start getting the shakes. Uh, do we want to play some of those cuts we, we
0: played, Davy on next year I you have an Iowa State cut? I do, and Xavier Hutchinson, so, you mentioned oh, him. Oh, I was going to go
2: Brees Halls. You went Xavier Hutchins?
0: that's pretty yeah. good, too.
2: Yep. The uh, the touchdown, but just early in the season it was. They're targeting him too much. Him and him alone. There's nobody else, uh-huh. and though he's still by far the number 1. Uh-huh. We saw skates early. Yep. I love that dude. Yep, I know consistency is a problem, but in terms of talent, he has it in spades. And Purdy but-
0: looked his way a couple of times mm-hmm. in the football game, which which was good to see. I, now, I didn't see Acres, no uh, much. I don't think he played. And look, the the, the Tariq, Tariq Milton thing. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not happening, folks. Yeah, it's it's over. It's, he's done for the year. Um, but you're looking for that number two guy, and if it's if it's going to be skates, and didn't yeah, Shaw got, Shaw. Shaw was slipping. On, on the field on on uh, on Saturday, but I think he did catch one ball. Anyway.
2: Shaw had the most uh, snaps for the wide receiver group. He played forty six. Hutchinson thirty seven. Skates twenty four. Acres just six. How about Hunter Deckers? By the way, the big fella. Yes, he can. <laughs> He's as got a, a little power back, by the that hefty
0: game. lefty, as they referred to him on the broadcast.
2: And good to see Darian Porter, a guy I know they're excited about, kid from Bettendorf, a fast guy. Uh, he played a little bit late in the game. He played five snaps, so that's your wide receiver snap. I but think he caught a pass too. Yes, yeah, yeah. late in the ball game. Yeah. Here it is. This one made it twenty-one nothing, and and he's they get the fourth down stop on the goal line. as it seven nothing? All right, seven-seven. Here we go. They get the stop. They score again. And this one, it felt like, is this thing over already? Hutchinson for the third score. Our Urology Center of Iowa, Iowa State cut. Looking into
0: the corner, Hutchinson! He's got it! Touchdown!
2: And the route was on 21 nothing at the time 45 nothing that's a way to exercise some demons oh isn't it? in a big big way we will take a time out we will hear from scott dockerman
0: from the athletic back to the hawks we're about an hour away from dave Sproul on iowa state uh nick Gathin will opine on uh last night's afc west sunday night football tilt so next sunday night football we get the notre dame crew
2: yeah tariko
0: and tariko dungy. dungy and Catherine tappan who some of you may know for the um, uh, for her NHL coverage on uh, on NBC. She's terrific, and uh, she is the sideline reporter's Tafoya gets the night off. Bears, Packers, to bring down the curtain on Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, that works. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106. 106- it's Northbrook, Illinois. And welcome back, to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Nick Athen on Sunday Night Football, more particular on the Chiefs, coming up here in about 15 minutes. Right now, our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic, uh, he joins the program. Take a look back, take a look forward to Wednesday and uh, uh, Friday as a wounded Nebraska team will make their way into Kinnick Stadium at, uh, for a noon kick on Friday. Doc Trenton, Ken, uh, happy holidays, Scott Dockerman. Thanks for coming on. How are you?
3: Hey, I'm doing great, guys, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you two coming up as well.
0: Indeed. A lot of ground to cover with this past game. I want to go to the defensive side of the ball to start with. Maybe Neiman was tired of, of hearing about Benson and Campbell and reading about you know his two colleagues in the uh, linebacker crew uh, because they were getting all the publicity. Seemingly that uh, Neiman uh, wanted to make his own mark, uh, and he certainly did against Penn State. It's the best football game I've ever seen him play, Doc. Uh, not that he's been bad by any means, but boy, oh boy, what a performance out of him on Saturday!
3: Yeah, it was fantastic, and uh, you know that that's something that I think he can. You know, it kind of goes to a lot of his preparation. I mean, over the last handful of years that they've played Penn State annually, there's been a lot of the scheme has been to isolate the weak side linebacker. And uh, it really worked when they had Saquon Barkley, and it did a little bit when they had Miles Sanders. In this case, it did not work because Nick Neiman was all over the place making tackles. I mean, 17 tackles, that's the most that Anthony Hitchens had in 2012. So, uh, you know, I think he uh, he probably sheds a new light on his career and his upside. And, you know, his brother's on a Super Bowl champion team. And I think Nick Neiman's showing that he, if he's, uh, you know, he certainly got pro capabilities based on what he was able to do on Saturday.
2: We've seen a lot of growth out of this team as a whole, especially on the defensive side. We talked about Van Volkenberg earlier, and just he looked uh, a guy that saw some snaps last year, eh, just kind of a placeholder. There looks to be a lot more than that, but I want to go to Dane Belton. We talked about him at the cash position, his importance to what they do defensively, what Phil Parker wants to do. They had a great one in Hooker before, and it felt like, well, maybe he was just a special breed, that he was... The only kind of guy on that roster that was equipped for it to find Belton, a guy built much differently than imani Hooker, and to play this level, boy, that takes this defense. It feels like to another level what he can do.
3: That is a really important position, and I think it's one that uh, you know what we've seen over the last couple of years. since you know, as you mentioned, Donnie Hooker played it, and then now Bet- Belton is it. It really has become a linchpin position because you have to be able to blitz, which he did, and he forced a fumble you have to be able to cover in space and you have to be able to hit like a linebacker and and Belton's a little bit smaller than than Hooker, but not much. And he can hit and he can also cover in space, like almost like a cornerback. I think he might be a shade better than, than Hooker as a, as a cover player, which is saying a lot. I mean, he was, he's really, as a true sophomore, he's elevated himself into being one of the the better DBs in the, in the conference. And I think what, he's able to do you know because most of these teams do run out of three uh, receiver sets is just it's hard to you can't you don't want to remove him from the field so I, I think he's done some some really important work for Iowa and, and it'll be interesting to see how he progresses because I think next year could be a year where he takes off and he's maybe like the DB of the year in the mm. Big
0: Ten Yeah, he's certainly playing at a high level. Uh, You go back to the Purdue game, I think he got turned around on the game-winning touchdown, but other than that, he's been fantastic. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic is our guest. Doc, this kind of may be a weird kind of question, but with the milestone victory for Ferentz this past weekend, you know, win number 100 in in, in conference play, considering where he's from, considering what Penn State wins um, in Happy Valley have meant in the past, if he could have selected the, you know, 100's going to be against whom, and and uh, in what venue might that have been? Uh, you know, this kind of storybook, if you if you will, that it came against Penn State for those reasons.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I think <laughs> there are a lot of important games in the Iowa schedule. You could probably point to any of the trophy games as ones that you know, if you wanted to have a milestone, that would be important. But I do agree with you that considering he's a Pennsylvania guy, his um, you know brother-in-law played there, he, you know, he grew up watching the program. And, uh, you know, so many of the really big and important games of, of shaping his career, especially in the first decade, yeah. were based yep. on some of the wins that they had there. So I think this is, you know, it is poetic that that's where the number, uh, 100 came in Big Ten play. So, uh, and to do it, you know, they, they had a six game losing streak as well. That really ate at him. And, and to play that well and to play in that style of play, I think probably really, Makes it, uh, you know, ha- holds some value for Kirk Ferentz.
2: Growth out of Spencer Petrus the quarterback. How much more is there? What you see from the Iowa signal caller, and your thoughts on him going forward here the rest of the year?
3: Yeah, he's, he did. He made, I, think, I thought he played his best game. I don't. I'm not saying he played great mm-hmm. by any means, but he didn't have any turnovers. He had one bad pass, I thought. Second quarter. And he made some makeable plays, and I think he had, you know, at the, at the end of the first half. He really executed a really good, uh, you know, last-minute drive. I mean, it was like forty-five seconds, and he took him down the field and they scored a touchdown. So I think that shows some growth. I think it shows some hope. And uh, you know, can he take another step? Can he make plays in the passing game? Can he hit on a big a couple of big chunk plays? I think that's the next step for him because you know it's he's probably not as far along as I expected or anybody expected. But it, when you have this type of running game and you have this type of defense. You don't need that player to come through and have, you know, big plays week in and week out. So uh, you know, it was a good game for him. Just be a game manager, make the makeables, as he says, and then uh, you know, maybe if he can hit on a chunk player two or three a game, I think that will just make Iowa that much better.
2: Doc you mentioned in your mailbag at the Athletic last week about after this season still being an open competition come springtime of 2021. Short of Petra seeing huge growth here and, you know, over the last four games throwing 12 touchdowns and no interceptions, something like that. Do you anticipate that's going to be the case where they're still going to give a real look at Padilla and Deuce Hogan throughout this spring?
3: Absolutely. They're going to go into the spring and, uh, you know, and and he is the incumbent. So it's kind of like if he doesn't... uh, you know, if if nobody went out outright beats him out for the job, then he's going to get it. You know, and he may make those strides that that solidifies it too. But yeah, they're they're going to throw this one into the into the hopper and let and see who what happens. And they should. Um, you know, Pedra's had a head start. You know, he's he's still got only three touchdowns and four interceptions through five games. Those you know it doesn't matter what he really does the rest of the season. He's um, you know, he's he's not really elevating the team. Let's just put it that way. So I, I I know there's good things said about Alex Padilla. I know a lot of people think good things about Deuce Hogan. And if you're going to bring in quarterbacks from Colorado and Texas and then the next one from Ohio, you better let them compete, yep. especially when it doesn't appear that instead of just making this a ceremonial position. So I think, uh, you know, they are going to compete. It's going to last at least through the spring and if somebody's clearly ahead, then they'll get it. Otherwise, it'll probably go all the way into fall camp and and then
0: who knows from there? Scott Dockerman from the Athletic is our guest. Well, let's look forward. Doc Friday noon, Black Friday. It's Nebraska. It's Iowa. It's where the game should be played, meaning on, on the date, anyways. Um, boy, I don't know if you how much you saw of Illinois and Nebraska on Saturday, Doc. If you're a Nebraska fan, you're, you've got to finally maybe be alarmed that uh, that Frost might not be the savior to take them where they thought that they were going to go because they were embarrassed. Uh, I thought Luke McCaffrey's a really nice athlete, uh, but uh, having him run the football 26 times, I'm assuming uh, Phil Parker will have a plan for that, to see that as somebody that's uh, sitting around spying on him. But what, uh, what should worry Nebraska fans as much as anything, uh, Doc, was they brought out the black shirts, uh, they didn't deserve to, uh, Illinois just ran, Illinois, uh, ran the ball down their throat. Can you imagine the heyday, uh, which, uh, what awaits them? Uh, With Sergeant and Company coming up this weekend, that uh, run defense was absolutely atrocious.
3: Yeah, when you're giving up uh, 285 yards, to Illinois. Now, Illinois kind of can run the ball fairly well, but that's still, you know, that those are numbers that you wouldn't want against anybody, and let alone in in Illinois, as mentioned. So, I mean, they they're averaging, you know, they're 13th in the conference in, in run defense. This, you know, they've got two teams coming up in Iowa and then later on in Minnesota that just you kind of go, oh, boy, here we go when it comes to running the football. I, I think the tradition and the history of um, Nebraska has kind of been almost a rope around its neck, you know, as, as mm. a program. It's just it chokes the life out of them because, you know, they wear black shirts to harken back to a better day. And, you know, you bring Scott Frost in, and everybody's talking about all these, you know, these great days, and it's like, you got to let it go. You've got to see what your program is for what it is, and every time you play well, you know, in a half against Penn State, it doesn't mean that the great days around the corner that you turn a corner and stuff. You, they've got to they've stop all that, and they're not going to, because you've got to look at what is the Big Ten West. It's a line of scrimmage division. You've got Wisconsin, Iowa, Northwestern and Minnesota last year and and on at least on one side of the ball that plays a certain style of football and you cannot match that. So they need to figure out how to match that and they can't. They don't have enough time to do that this year. And uh, you know, now you're gonna get a spirited effort out of Nebraska at Iowa and uh I think, you know, they're gonna play really hard. They haven't beat Iowa and, you know, five straight losses. So uh this is a big rivalry game for Nebraska and so they're gonna play really hard And, and I think Iowa respects that but Iowa style of play translate. You can run the ball any, any weather against anybody. So I expect Iowa to, to, to layer the, you know, lay the wood to them. I, I think do don't too. do it on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I just, I have a hard time seeing Nebraska even do it when it's done in the last few years, which is weather that, that onslaught. You know, in the running game, and, and still be able to, to hang close. I just can't
0: see it right now. I could see Sergeant and Goodson both mm-hmm. cracking a hundy against yeah. <laughs> that unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was really really bad. Didn't they? Somebody write a Christmas Frosty the
2: Coachman? Oh yeah, yeah. That that was yeah. a hot hit over there in Lincoln. <laughs> Unbelievable. Little Steve Alford in uh, Scott Frost likes yeah, to throw his team point. under the bus and everybody's fault but his. That's an excellent
0: analysis, Trent Condon. Right there with it, uh, Scott Dockerman. Thank you, Doc. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, We will uh, talk to you on Monday. We'll recap Black Friday's tilt, look ahead to an Illinois game, and all of a sudden a Wisconsin game that certainly doesn't look as daunting. Uh, Gray Mertz was brought back down to earth. Just real quick on that. Did you see that coming, Doc Northwestern, being able to physically um, handle Wisconsin the way that they did and confuse the freshman quarterback in Mertz? Yeah,
3: I I, I thought that they would be able to handle him because, uh, you know, he's – They did exactly the same thing they did to Petrus three interceptions, and they confused him. They play very tough defense. Northwestern, I I thought Wisconsin would win, but I thought it would be close. And, uh, you know, but five turnovers uh, really changed the context of that game. So I think you look at it and go, yeah, Northwestern's a a really good team, and everybody's overlooking them like they did the 2015 Hawkeyes. And, And I'd even have to say, you know, Ohio State's the better team, but. Um, I would not overlook Northwestern in that game. I think Northwestern can create a lot of problems for Justin Fields in a few weeks. And
0: um, and so,
3: yeah, North uh, Wisconsin does not look to be daunting the way it once was, but uh, that, that'll that be a fun game no matter what's at stake in a couple weeks.
0: Hopefully we're on course for Indiana-Iowa. Sign me <laughs> up for that one. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Enjoy Turkey Day, Doc. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic here on uh, Miller & Condon. Take a time out, get into the NFL side of things uh, with Nick Athen. Uh, We'll take a look back at last night. Tampa Chiefs, pretty good game coming up this weekend uh, as well. Miller & Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, one zero. The Insurance Company Affiliates. I'm Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moyne Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Highly entertaining Sunday night football game last night. Not a lot of defense, but play some defense when it counted. Uh, Nick Athan covers the Chiefs at primetimesportstalk.com, where he is the VP over there. Uh, and he joins the program. Nick, uh, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Nick Athan. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving week.
4: Same to you guys and everybody up there. Hope you're all warm and safe and surviving.
0: Indeed. A lot of ground to cover with you, Nick. I want to get to the chief side in a second. My biggest takeaway okay. from last night was, was Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> the kids, Rob, uh, I, I thought that. You know, the the, the Gruden car thing wasn't going to be long for the league. But John Gruden or Derek Carr, I don't know who deserves most credit. This kid is having a phenomenal year and looks like he is a legitimate quarterback in this league.
4: Yeah, you know, I thought Chris Collinsworth probably had the best line of it, you know, that, that Gruden, you know, transformed him and he turned him into the $6 million man. So, you know, I mean, listen, he rebuilt Carr from day one. It was his biggest project, you know, they. they they, they they brought in Marietto. He was a, he was injured and a, and a dud in practice, you know. And then there's the rumors that all these other quarterbacks, yep. Brady and you know Aaron Rodgers maybe coming there next year. Uh, listen, if I had that offensive line, <clears throat> I could probably make some of those passes. That offensive line last night was terrific. Mm-hmm. It was terrific in, in the first matchup. It's been terrific all season, even with injuries and COVID issues. You know, when you have that kind of uh, protection up front and you've got a solid running game, and you've got a coach like Gruden, he should make any quarterback look good. But I will give the man credit. He's played with a lot more moxie and a lot more courage and certainly uh, you know, has a lot more fire in his belly than he used to. And I, I agree with you. I, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, hands down. I, I, I would put him in my top six or seven. And I think at the end of the day, this is a good thing for the Chiefs. Because you know they're always going to they always play the Raiders close, whether they're a good team or a bad team. And now they're a good team, and even Kelsey said that last night. You know this this is the best Raiders team he's gone up against in his career. And so, listen, he played well. Should he have won? Maybe uh, he had some drops that probably hurt this team more than anything. But but he was terrific.
2: We saw a good quarterback on the other side. Yeah, he's not bad, <laughs> with the yeah, He's not bad. And what we've seen with Russell Wilson here as of late. The MVP is his, right? You look back to last season, Lamar won it, should have, he yeah, have? we can get in that argument and conversation, but for 2020, yeah, so now. this, this yeah, is Mahomes correct. to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Has to be.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think so, if, if you're into all that stuff, I, I just care about rings,
2: I just want Super Bowl
4: rings. You know, if he's the MVP or not, I mean, you know, just look at Jackson, you know, everybody said, oh, they're going to go 16-0, oh, they're the team beat, they were 2-0 and and you know, Chiefs went in and thumped them, and they haven't survived since. So, mm-hmm. you know, to be an MVP quarterback, you have to play at a high level because there's a lot of good MVP quarterback candidates in the NFL right now. One that's not being mentioned is Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I think I think it's definitely Mahomes is to win or lose for people who are keeping score of that tap. But for me, I just want Mahomes to keep evolving, and the fact that he's having to adjust again. Uh, because his offensive line is betraying him, especially up the gut. He's having to make these amazing throws on the run. He can't sit back in the pocket and pick you apart. You know, he's doing things differently than he did a year ago, even though he got out of the pocket a lot and he ran a lot. But this year, it's survival, survival mode, and you have to get in the survival mode, and you have to be successful when you're put in that thing, put in that position. And that's what he's done. So that's why I think shoulders above, he, he's definitely the the, the top-flight MVP candidate.
0: Uh, Nick, were you alarmed at all? And you mentioned the offensive line for the Raiders, and they were really good last night. Uh, not a lot of mm-hmm. pressure on Carr. Uh, is that something, you know, if you're trying to pick Nick, you're going to have to outscore Kansas City. Good luck. Uh, but right. you know, with the, with the fact that they really didn't get any pressure on Carr, how big of an issue is that for the Chiefs? Well, I think it's
4: a big issue. I mean, I, I, think, I think the problem, you know, I don't criticize Steve Bagnola very often, but I'm, I'm going to do it today. He was, he was in cover two. He was in zone. He didn't blitz. Um, and when he did blitz, it was an obvious situation, and Carr hit the go-to guy almost every time. It just wasn't a very strong game plan. But on the defense, I mean, I know why he did it. I mean, they were torched deep by being aggressive, <laughs> and they didn't want that to happen again because they still are suspect corner. You know, Sneed's not 100%. It's going to take him a few weeks, you know, provided Chris Jones doesn't smash him in the face like he attempted to do yesterday. But, uh, you know, I, I think this defense right now, there's definitely concern. You know, losing Taco Charlton may not seem like a big thing, but, but he was a good edge rusher in, in third-down situations, and he was a guy that contained his side of the field to allow Frank Clark to be more effective. Chris Jones has been a big disappointment. He just hasn't played well. I know he's in he's got some injury issues. Matthew played absolutely abominable outside yeah, the worst team. Well. Yeah. I, I hear I hear he was sick. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But listen, they they have to be aggressive and they have to be smart. And I think they were too fearful of Carr. They were too fearful of the explosiveness of the wide receivers. They didn't want to show up and get burned again. So I, I think that altered his game plan and then once he got into it. There really wasn't a whole lot they could do. I mean, Breland was horrific last night, too. Um, so there's a lot of concern if you're a Chiefs fan. But, you know, the Chiefs have played poorly defensively against, you know, the Raiders twice, you know, the Panthers. You know, beyond that, you know, they've, they've held their own. They've done pretty good. they made this some plays. So I think they're going to be okay uh, because the level of competition they're playing the rest of the season, you know, outside of a couple of games toward the end of the year. Um, you know, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna keep them sharp. And the fact that they're fighting for the number one seed against the Steelers, who will not go undefeated, I will predict that today. Um, you know, that, that's what they're trying to focus on. And, and, uh, but defensively, I just wanted to play smarter and be more aggressive and just fill their darn gaps. And they'll stop a lot of that, a lot of those plays.
0: Nick Athen, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com It's Tampa Bay, it's Kansas City, it's Sunday uh, in the uh, late afternoon window. Should be a fun game. Nick, enjoy your turkey. We will talk to you a week from today. Thanks for coming on, Nick Athen. Appreciate it. Uh,
4: thanks, guys. Happy to you, Yep,
0: everybody. yep. good care. to talk to you. Nick Athen, uh, PrimetimeSportsTalk.com uh, fun game last night, really yes, was. It was. Uh, you know I didn't? Uh, Ruggs, did he even play? I
2: mean, I think he was out there. He was. Didn't Oof. show up. Slot really? machine right. That was the Wildcat play with Kelsey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Boy, he had a game, Kelsey, yes, didn't he? he? Did. Jesus.
0: Uh Bama Bob, Trent, and I will go around college football to start off hour number two. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KX 1460 KXNO.